Do you know what happened 245 years ago today? On July 4th, 1776, the Continental Congress adopted the Declaration of Independence, uh, declaring and proclaiming the independence and freedom of the new United States of America. And we are remembering and celebrating in a variety of ways. I imagine you are in some way or another uh, celebrating, remembering uh, our freedom that we enjoy in this country. We uh, are, are certainly uh, not perfect as a nation by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, in many ways, the sins and shortcomings of our history continue to be sins and shortcomings today of our current reality. And we are a nation with issues and challenges and faults and failures, warts from ages past until today. So we pray for our country. And yet even in the midst of acknowledging the sins and shortcomings of our history and the sins and shortcomings of current life in America, we are, are encouraged, and I, I encourage you to pause and to thank God for our country, for the freedoms that we enjoy, the freedoms of our democracy, the freedom to vote, choose our own leaders, the freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom to worship openly and publicly. May we never take these freedoms for granted, the freedoms and the blessings that we enjoy in our country. One day Jesus was talking to some Jews who had believed in him, and he turned the subject to the topic of freedom. The Jews were a little bit offended and taken aback by Jesus' comments and what he said to them. John chapter 8, verse 31, we'll pick it up. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this is where they were offended and taken aback. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free. Now for them to say, we are Abraham's descendants and we have never yet been enslaved to anyone, we've not been enslaved, slaves to anybody, seems a little ridiculous. And Jesus was probably thinking, really? The Old Testament book of Judges tells us that the Jews were often enslaved throughout their history. They were enslaved to the Egyptians. They were enslaved to the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Philistines, and the Canaanites. And in the first century, as Jesus was having this conversation with the Jews, they were under the power and the control of the Roman government. So how could they say, we've never been enslaved to anyone? Perhaps Jesus was hinting at the fact that the first step to experiencing freedom is to acknowledge you're enslaved. And Jesus goes on, as we will see, to talk and refer not so much to external freedom, 
the freedom uh, the, of democracy that, that we enjoy in this country, the freedom to, to live and to, to vote and to express ourselves and to worship publicly. But Jesus was talking, as we will see, about a deeper freedom, a freedom from the bondage that we often experience from sin and guilt, worry, fear, bitterness. Jesus was talking about a, a deeper freedom, an internal freedom. Jul July is Freedom Month at Asbury. I mean, today is Freedom Day, right? July 4th falls on a Sunday. That's pretty cool. It's Freedom Day, but July is Freedom Month at Asbury. How can we today and how can we this month discover and experience true inner personal freedom, freedom of the heart and mind, freedom over sin and guilt, fear and doubt, worries, bitterness. Jesus said in that passage I just read, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the issue is facing the truth about ourselves and finding the truth that leads to freedom. Facing the truth about ourselves and finding the truth that leads to freedom. Facing the truth about ourselves, our sins and our, our, our guilt, our, our issues, our challenges, our troubles, and then finding the truth that leads to freedom. The truth that is found in Jesus the person of Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Finding the truth that is found in the person of Jesus who died on the cross to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us, who rose again triumphantly from the dead and who lives to give us abundant life and eternal life. So it's facing the truth about ourselves. It's finding the truth that leads to freedom, that truth that is found in God's word, God's revelation of himself, God's plan and will for human flourishing. Finding the truth. Facing the truth about ourselves and finding the truth that leads to freedom. So let me ask you this morning, for those of you that are here, for those of you that are watching online, where are you enslaved? Where are you experiencing any sort of bondage? What is holding you back in life and in faith? Truth leads to freedom. Lies lead to bondage. You shall know the truth, Jesus said, and the truth will set you free. Jesus continues in verse 34 of this passage where I just read, uh, when they said, how, how, how can you say, Jesus, that we shall be set free? We've never been enslaved to anyone. Verse 34, Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Oh, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. If the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. 
Sin enslaves us. Sin traps us. Sin puts us in bondage. Sins of all, whole various kinds of sins, variety of sins, selfishness, pride, greed, envy, jealousy, lust, uncontrolled anger, disobedience to God's word, various kinds of sin that puts us in bondage and traps us. But here's the good news. If the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Jesus came to break the power of sin. Jesus came to forgive us and to cleanse us and to free us, to live fully, to free us, to live in joy and victory, to free us, to live with peace, purpose, and power. Today is Freedom Day. Freedom Sunday. July is Freedom Month. If the sun sets you free, you shall be free. Indeed. Free from sin and guilt. Free from sin and guilt. Let me ask you this morning, are you struggling with any kind of guilt in any kind of degree? Guilt from from past, uh, things you've said or done, things you've not said or not done, from, from past decisions you've made or past decisions you have not made? Is, is there any sin kind of nagging, any guilt nagging at your soul? Some of you I know here are baseball fans, and as I'm a baseball fan, and some of you know the, the uh, you got to go way back in time to, for the name Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges was a baseball player and a manager. You don't remember that. He was also a, a manager, and he managed the old Washington Senators. That takes you back a few years, huh? The old Washington Senators. And Gil Hodges, he was, he was manager of the Washington Senators, tells a story about one time when he discovered that Four of his players had broken curfew the night before. And so he calls the team together and for a team meeting, and he says, I know that uh, four of you broke curfew last night, and I don't want to embarrass you. Uh, you, you know the penalty. You, you know the rules around here. If you break curfew, it's $100. Now, curfew is like a, something of bygone days, Right? For baseball players, <laughs> curfew is something of bygone days. And $100 is something of bygone days. I mean, that would be pocket change, chump change for today's athlete, $100, right? For back then, it was a big deal. And so he says to the team, this is what, you, what I want you to do. For the four of you that uh, broke curfew last night, I put a cigar box on my desk. And by 3 o'clock this afternoon, I want you to put your $100 in that cigar box. Okay, and so Gil Hodges checked the cigar box at the end of the day, and there was $700 in that cigar box. <laughs> there were more of his players struggling with guilt and wanting to come clean than he thought. And so it is. Guilt is an issue that many of us struggle with. Guilt is a, one of those human feelings, human issues that many, more than more than you can imagine, struggle with. So where are you struggling with guilt this morning? Uh, 
the, um, for those of you following on your outline, if, if you picked up an outline in the back or, or online, guilt has been an issue since the beginning of time. Not just for you and me here today, not just for those baseball players, the old Washington senators, but guilt has been an issue since the beginning of time. What do I mean by that? It was guilt that caused Adam and Eve uh, to, to, uh, to run from God. It was guilt that caused them to try to hide from God. When God came to them in the garden in the cool of the day, you see, they'd sinned. They, they disobeyed God and they felt guilty, so they tried to hide from God. Oftentimes, we try to run and hide from God when we feel guilty. We keep our guilt, our sin, a secret. It was guilt that caused, uh, after his adulterous affair, that caused King David to say, my bones have almost wasted away as I've hid in my sin. My bones have almost wasted away as I hid in my sin. It was guilt that caused the Pharisees to drop their stones and walk away. When Jesus said to them, as they were about to stone a woman caught in an act of adultery, Jesus said to them, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. They all knew they were guilty. They dropped their stones and walked away. It was guilt that caused Judas to take his life when he betrayed Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Friends, the burden of unconfessed sin is guilt. Let me say that again. The burden of unconfessed sin is guilt. And it will hunt you, hound you, and haunt you until it hurts you. The burden of unconfessed sin is guilt, and it will hunt you, hound you, and haunt you until it hurts you. Guilt has been an issue since the beginning of time. And guilt continues to haunt the human race today. Is it haunting you? Regret and guilt can wreak havoc in our hearts and minds. Let, let me just pause for a moment and say this. There are really two types of guilt. Positive guilt. There is a positive guilt. Okay, what do I mean by that? Um, this is a healthy guilt. Actually, guilt is a necessary emotion. It's a necessary emotion. God, and that, that's from God. God puts that in us. That feeling of guilt is a healthy emotion because it, it can lead to repentance. It, it can lead us to confess our sin. And it can lead us to a new life. It's denying and minimizing and rationalizing and hiding our sin and hiding our guilt that gets us in trouble. So, so uh, uh, guilt can be positive. Guilt can be healthy. It can lead us to uh, move forward. It can lead us to change. So guilt is, there, there's a positive type of guilt. There's also a negative type of guilt. 
And the negative type of guilt is that unhealthy guilt, that this guilt that enslaves us and binds us and keeps us in the prison of the past, this guilt that causes us to suffer continually as we recall our past life, as we recall our past sins, as we recall our past decisions and regrets. It's this negative guilt that continues to to haunt us. It's this guilt that causes us to to nurse and rehearse, to nurse and rehearse the past. The past sins and grievances and, 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 and the past regrets, disappointments and pain. Jesus wants to free us from the grasp of that negative guilt. Jesus wants to give us a new life. It's Freedom Sunday. God's grace can override our guilt. God's grace can override our guilt. As Pastor Paul and Wayne were leading us in that song, grace, God's grace greater than our sin. God's grace is greater than our sin. Sin doesn't stand a chance when God's grace gets involved. God's grace is greater than our sin. God's grace can override our guilt. I mean, it did for the Apostle Paul. If any of you know anything about the Apostle Paul, you know that grace was kind of overriding his past because he had a sordid past. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. He was mentoring Timothy in his faith. In, in Timothy's faith, Timothy was a young man, and Paul wrote him a couple letters that mentor him. And this is what he said in 1 Timothy 1, chapter Chapter 1, verse 12. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer. I ridiculed and I mocked God and his people. And I was a persecutor and a violent man. I was shown, even though I was all that, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and in unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. Before Paul came to know Christ, Paul was an enemy of the church. Paul wanted to eliminate Christianity. He was killing Christians. He was a bad dude. But then God's grace poured into his life. God's grace met him on the road to Damascus and overrode Paul's sin, overrode his guilt. God's grace was greater than his past and freed him freed Paul not to live in his past, but to live a new life. And God's grace can do the same for you. Whatever degree of sin, whatever your past, yesterday, last week, last month, last year, when you were young, God's grace is greater than all our sin. Yes, we are guilty, and it's important to recognize our guilt, it's, right? It, it's important to recognize, not to deny, rationalize, minimize, run from. We are guilty, but Jesus, 
took our sin upon himself. Jesus paid the price. Heather was saying in her children's sermon, paid the penalty for our sin. Jesus took our guilt upon himself. Our guilt and shame were laid on Jesus on the cross. Have you ever heard the words from your parents? Shame on you. Have you ever uttered those words? Shame on you. Shame on you. You know, that's bad. That's wrong. Shame on you. And those words can sting. Those words can hurt. Friends, because of Jesus, God our Heavenly Father will never say, shame on you. Why? Because Jesus took our shame on himself. Jesus took my shame, my guilt, my sin on himself on the cross. Jesus took your sin, guilt, and shame on himself on the cross. You shall know the truth. That's the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe that? <laughs> Do you believe that? Are you experiencing that? Or are you still wallowing in self-condemnation? Are you still nursing and rehearsing, and recalling past sins, decisions, guilt? Are you punishing yourself? Today is Freedom Day. In 1 John 1, 9, the Apostle John, who had been a follower of Jesus during Jesus' earthly life, and then now he writes these letters as an old man, and he says in 1 John 1, verse 9, he says, if we confess our sins, kind of like if we come clean, then he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. And purify us from all unrighteousness. That's his promise. That's God's promise. If we confess, if our desire is to come clean and we confess, then he is faithful and just. That's his character. That's his nature. And he'll forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In uh, the Psalms, Psalm 113, I'm, I'm sorry, Psalm 103, verse 11, it says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? Right? That, 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 like polar opposites, right? As far as the east is from the west, that's how far God has removed our sins from us. Another way of saying it is if God empties your trash... He carries it so far away that no one can ever find it. If God empties your trash, he carries it so far away that no one can ever find it. So for you, don't, don't keep dredging it up. Don't keep going back to that trash can. If you've confessed it, it's forgiven, let it go. If we keep nursing and rehearsing our past, if we keep nursing and rehearsing our past sins and holding on to that, we are in effect saying that Jesus' death on the cross was not enough. 
We are in effect saying Jesus' death on the cross was not sufficient. If we keep nursing, rehearsing, and holding on to that, we are in effect saying that we are a higher and greater judge than God. We are in effect saying that we have a higher or greater standard of judgment than God. And that is the height of pride and self-righteousness. Today is the day of freedom. Let the sun set you free. In the movie Bull Durham, uh, Annie Savoy begins with this uh, speech about baseball, the church of baseball. And she says, I gave Jesus a chance, but it just didn't work out. He laid too much guilt on me. The person who wrote that doesn't really understand Christianity because Jesus didn't come lay any guilt on us, but to take it from us, to remove it from us. When you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Today is a day of freedom. Let the sun set you free. Let's pray. And as we go to prayer, I invite you just to let God search your heart. And if there's any unconfessed sin, whether you're here in this sanctuary or watching online from your home or office or wherever, if there's any unconfessed sin, I just really encourage you to confess it, just to come clean with it, just to admit it, just to say, God, I've been holding on to it. I've been trying to deny it and minimize it, rationalize it. But today, I want to experience your freedom. Today's your day. So just confess that. And maybe in these quiet moments, you want to just say, God, I've been rehearsing and nursing and holding on to and just playing it in my mind, and I'm, I'm suffering from that, and I just want you to free me from that. Help me to forgive myself. May your grace override my guilt and help me to hold on to the truth that Jesus is greater and just to experience your grace, joy, victory, and peace today. Make that your prayer. And so, Lord, I pray that today would be a day of freedom. Freedom that your son Jesus was talking about in the first century when he said, anyone who sins is a slave of sin, but I came to be the truth and to set you free. And if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So I pray that you break the chains in our hearts and minds, and, and I pray that you'll just give us your grace. Pour out your grace upon us. Help us to look forward, to look ahead, not to turn back, not to reflect back, think back to those times, decisions, sins, but to be free in your victory and grace. And in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.